This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is My Minds Emporium. Welcome to my podcast, everybody. I hope you guys are having a lovely Wednesday. So this whole week, my family's birthday is this whole week, all right? Their birthdays are all on the last week of August. I mean, last week of Leo season. So I would like to give a happy birthday shout out to my cousin, Carolotta. Yeah, I said it. You mess up my name, I mess up yours. <laughs> no, I would like to give a birthday shout out to my cousin Carolita. Um, happy birthday. We ain't gonna tell nobody how old you is. But happy birthday. I hope you're having a lovely day because it's very beautiful outside. It's hot as hell though. It's crazy because this morning it was like 66 degrees. And once again, I'm having those things where I'm having a hard time getting up off the bed in the morning. I don't know what's going on. I I can sit up here and say it's too hot, but the air conditioning is blowing like 100% hard as hell. The air conditioning been blowing since last night. So I can't sit up here and say it's because the air conditioning is blowing. Um, I don't know why my energy is so low. But I want to talk a little bit for a minute before I start my podcast, which today's podcast is going to be about the Universal Studios fire. That didn't happen recently, honey, but it did happen 13 years ago. Anyway, um, and before I start talking about these hot topics, I want to talk to y'all a little bit about this whole Nicki Minaj thing. You know, I don't know if y'all noticed this or realized this. Last week when I was on here, I was telling y'all um, that I had a nightmare involving Nicki Minaj. No, she was not stabbing me and I was not dealing with her husband, Zoo Honey. Okay, it was nothing like that. It was about entity transference, okay? It's about her energy and my energy transferring into each other. And to me, she looked like she was in, like, what you call it? A, a Disturbia-like phase. You know what Disturbia is? Y'all saw the video of Disturbia with um, Rihanna, where she's, like, twitching and look like she's possessed. And um, I was talking about that dream and now all this stuff coming out about Nicki Minaj I already gave my opinion on the whole situation and like I said you know this is what Cardi B was talking about her being a bully um and she over here bullying people who are already traumatized they already went through something traumatic in their life and I don't understand people. I don't get people. If you want to traumatize me, okay, but understand this. You know, you reap what you sow. She ain't going to be... I'm going to tell you this. She going to realize what kind of monster she with. When he turns on her. Because you can't trust nobody named Zoo. That's all I have to say about that. With that being said, um, there was a lot of news breaking last night. I ain't seen no news breaking today, but there was a lot of news breaking last night. Oh, wow. I got more stories than I thought. Okay. Um, but there was a lot of news breaking last night. I found a lot of stories, but I promise you this will not be a 30-minute introduction to stories. Because we got to get to this Universal Studio fire, honey. This very weird uh, situation that nobody so happened to talk about. But let's get into these stories, honey. I just wanted to talk about the whole Nicki Minaj situation. Like I said, we all know how this is going to end. She's going to turn around and say he tried to beat her. And she is a domestic violence victim. And he won't be able to see his son ever again. And she's going to all of a sudden be a feminist, activist, uh, wokeivist. Uh, so we already know how that's going to end. I want to talk a little bit about this situation that I found on Instagram account. Fly underscore Nubian underscore Queen. And it says... Um, Memphis activists block gas pump to protest killing of unarmed black men over loud music. So I guess we are at it again. Um, this is an issue. As a person, I have played my music loud. 
I have I, I have even been accused of not being being a poor driver because my music is loud. But the last time I got into a car accident, <laughs> I'll be straight the hell up, honest with you. Uh I wasn't listening to music. So, you know, but you can be tried for domestic disturbance with loud music. However, there's a common courtesy of just going up to somebody and saying, hey, you know, can you please turn the music down? Just nicely, you know, just be nice and respectful. There's no need to take nobody's life. That's what happened to Jordan Dunn. This young man got his life taken away because he was playing music loud. You know, when you at a certain age, you like playing your music loud. I'm 30 and I still like playing my music loud. So, um, but it is a domestic disturbance and they can say you're disturbing the peace. However, this should not result in anybody dying. Um, and, or, and, the, and the um story, it says hashtag Alvin Motley. So my hearts and prayers go out to the family of Alvin Motley. Uh, it should be protested. Nobody should have to die over loud music. This is ridiculous. Okay. The next story is from BallerAlert.com. Its contributor is Aaron Boogie. And it says, Good Samaritan turns in $1.3 million worth of cocaine that washes ashore in the Florida Keys. Damn it! <laughs> Why I don't ever... <laughs> Why I don't ever catch stuff like that? <laughs> And to the Good Samaritan, you are a Good Samaritan, honey. Okay, that was $1.3 million worth of cocaine. Rich people love to snort that shit. Okay. Sure, I would have found that bag and sold it to the whole pe all the people at Doreen's party that time when they went to the bathroom. And they got mad at Lisa Renner for pointing it out that they all went to the bathroom at the same time and Doreen touched her nose. Y'all know y'all went to that bathroom to snort some cocaine. Dorit always seemed like she high to me. Uh, but let's tell the story, honey, okay? It says an unidentified Good Samaritan handed 65 pounds of cocaine that washed up on the shore of the Florida Keys over the weekend. The coke is estimated to be worth about $1.3 million and was discovered in a large bundle in a black packaging. The U.S. Border Patrol took possession of the drugs. The location of where the drugs were found was not disclosed. No other information regarding the discovery was made available. Y'all know the governor of, uh, the governor, his cabinet, uh, some billionaires in Florida, they didn't got that bag, okay? They done paid the $1.3 million to the police and took their bags, honey. But kudos to you for getting to being a good Samaritan and having a good heart and for living your life the way a Christian should I mean, people don't say kudos to that and people like shun this person. But my thing is, I'm going to be straight up honest with you. And even though I joked and said, shoot, I should have turned that bag. I should have got that bag and, and, and sold it to the whole party that Dorit had with the people there. You don't want to be in possession of something like this and get your ass killed for that. And the person is unidentified and nobody's going to identify the person because they know good and well where this cocaine came from. So they're trying to protect the person's identity. So, yeah. Kudos to the person for being a good Samaritan and taking it off the street. The next story is from itsonsite.com. Its contributor is Quay Hain. It says, y'all remember the story about Lady Gaga dog uh, walker getting bitten and was in the hospital? Well, here's an update on what happened to this friend. Uh, Lady Gaga Dolls Walker is homeless months after living out of a van asks public for financial support. After taking a bullet for three of Lady Gaga's French Bulldogs, Ryan Fisher, the dog, the, the star's dog walker, asked the public for financial assistance. Ryan Fisher is seeking $40,000 to cover travel and living expenses after leaving Hollywood to focus on strengthening his emotional and mental health. In February, Fisher was shot and left for dead for for two dead as left for two dead 
as a thief and made off two dogs. Lady Gaga put out a $500,000 reward for her beloved dogs and eventually a woman returned them to the police. Same woman was later arrested along with the four other people connected with the crime. Not you committed a crime and then you thought you were going to get a reward for that shit. After the traumatic event occurred, Fisher left Los Angeles to embark on a six-month trip across the country. The 1991 Ford Falcon he has been driving broke down, leaving the dog walker stranded and homeless. Fast forward to today, Ryan Fisher has launched a GoFundMe to raise funds to buy a van and to help with his travel expenses to complete his journey. Fisher is also asking for advice on where to find queer healers and spiritual leaders. So far, the GoFundMe has $9,463. So he protect your bitches and you sit up here and treat him like that. And I, I read in the comment section, people say, well, she don't owe him nothing. She don't pay him nothing. But she protected your dogs, bitch. He took care of your dogs to make sure your dogs got back home. He did his job as a dog walker. And he's sitting up here homeless. So a good deed did go punish. Next story. This is from BallerAlert.com, and this contributor is Erin Boogie. It says, North Carolina seek to raise minimum age to marry for four to, from 14 to 16. Who, what in the 14-year-old hell is going on here? Who let a prepubescent child get married? 16 is still too young. North Carolina state lawmakers seek to raise minimum age to get married from 14 to 16. If passed, the change could also limit the difference in age between the 16-year-old and their spouse to four years. The maximum age gap will function similarly to statutory rape laws. Girl. The legislation needs one more Senate vote before going to Governor Roy Cooper's desk. It's anticipation that the Democratic governor will sign it into law hopefully this week. Why don't you sign it up a little bit, a couple of uh, more years or a few more years, like 19, 21. I don't know. Even 30-year-olds are too damn immature to fucking get married. The state has gained the reputation of being a destination for adults who want to marry children, something lawmakers want to change. Oh, so that's where the pedophiles go. The current state law allows children as young as 14 to wait if they are pregnant. What? Or if a judge approves a marriage with parental consent, a 16-year-old may also get married. The low minimum age has made the state a regional destination for adults looking to wear child brides. Adults from nearby states like South Carolina, Kentucky, Georgia, and Tennessee are now bringing child brides to North Carolina. All of those states have been recently made changes to the minimum age. I already gave my compliment in this whole situation. Congratulations to Fallon Pena. She is pregnant with her boyfriend's baby. That's all I have to say about that. Congratulations. Okay, girl. Next story. This is from itsonsite.com. And I got that information from the shade room. Uh, from itsonsite.com. And it says, um, this contributor is Quay Haynes. And it says, Instagram and Facebook are removing fat phobic and racially fused remarks that are aimed at Lizzo from their platform. It says, check this out. According to TMZ, sources work with Facebook informed them that they are taking the initiative to remove hateful comments and that are directed at Lizzo off, off their platforms. The media outlet went on to say that their sources have already been already removed several comments left on Lizzo's recent Facebook and Instagram posts, and Facebook will continue to review reports of hateful comments on her ongoing basis. The sources also told TMZ that they're removing accounts of users who continue to break guidelines around hate speech, harassment, and bullying. So any trolls going after Lizzo could soon be gone permanently from the platform. Hmm. That's because Lizzo got money. If she was a random fat woman like me, y'all wouldn't give a fuck about what she said to me or what they said to me about me being fat and overweight. But nobody insults me. Y'all know I'm about that life. I cuss your ass out just because it's a Tuesday. Um, But yeah, 
It's about who she is, not what she is. Now, y'all know about this funky-ass shit going on in Afghanistan. Okay, our troops were over there for 18 years. Okay, we over there thinking fighting a war against terrorism. And we find out they leaving for Afghanistan to fall to the Taliban. I thought we got rid of the Taliban. This is from the Instagram account of my mixtapes. And it says, Afghan president leaves the country as Taliban moves on the capital, Kabul. His countrymen and foreigners alike race for the X-60 million, the end of a 20-year Western experiment aimed at remaking Afghanistan. Civilians fear that the Taliban could reimpose the kind of brutal rule that all but eliminate women's right rush to leave the country, lining up at cash machines to withdraw their life savings. Helicopter buzz overhead to evacuate personnel from the U.S. Embassy while smoke rolls through the compound as staff destroy important documents. Whoa. What? Mm. Why y'all destroying important documents for? They're important, so why y'all destroying them? Several other Western missions also prepared to pull their people out. And a stunning route, the Taliban seized nearly all of Afghanistan in just over a week, despite the billions of dollars spent by the U.S. and NATO over nearly two decades to build up Afghan security forces. Y'all went over there building up security forces. It don't take 20 years to build up uh, uh, security forces. Uh, Y'all over there for something else. Got you. Uh, the next article is also about this whole situation uh, with us withdrawing from Afghanistan and they are now taken back by the Taliban. This is from the Shade Room and its contributor is Cassandra S. It says, President Biden defends decisions to withdraw American troops from Afghanistan amid the Taliban regaining control. President Biden addressed the nation on Monday afternoon regarding his decision to continue to withdraw American troops from Afghanistan. As you may already know, the Taliban has regained control in the country's capital, Kabul, for the first time in about 20 years. The devastating results, including deadly attempts by the Afghanistan natives to flee the country, have been shared in images and videos across social media. President Biden shared that they warned the Taliban against attacking American personnel or disrupting operation. The military is currently focusing on securing American people and allies before continuing to withdraw from the country. I will not mislead the American people by regain, by claiming that it just a little more time in Afghanistan will make all the difference, Biden said. So he's saying that they were over there and they were doing no difference anyway. So why y'all were over there for 20, 20 years? Please explain that to me. But then once again, do I really want to know the answer to that question? Gotta be careful with the questions you ask in this world. That concludes today's uh topics that uh caught my eyes. I mean stories that caught my eyes. Alright, so I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna tell you this story. I'm gonna give you an introduction to this topic. I didn't do very well yesterday because the whole TT branch situation just bothered me so bad. Um, I felt, I felt like, I don't know, it just, I see so many young black women, um, trying to do what TT Branch did. And I didn't do introduction to the story because the story is just disturbing to me. It just broke my heart when I heard about the story. Um, but this story, um, I hope nobody died in it, but it's a very uh, serious situation. I'm going to tell you guys. So one night I was on somebody's panel on Bego. I don't go a Bego clubbing no more. And I have a, I'm going to do a whole podcast on what happened to me and Bego, honey. Okay. Cause girl. But one night I was on a friend's panel and it was this man um, who was well known in the entertainment industry. I'm not going to tell you his name. But he does background work. So um, he will be a name anonymous. He was talking to us. I mean, he was just giving us. He was he was educating us on what's going on in the world and how things are. 
and what we should how we should look at things you know he was just giving like he was dropping jewels um and one of the jewels he dropped was about the universal studio fire now i'm 30 so the universal studio uh fire happened when i was about 18 19 years old if i'm guessing not 18 19 17 18 years old it happened in 2008 so I wasn't really uh, into conspiracy theories or I went into alternative thinking. I just thought everything was just black and white, okay? And things were the way they were and there's no questioning how things should be. Um, so this happened around my time before I became someone who became open-mindedly looking into both sides of the situation and not being biased. Even though I am very extremely biased to somebody, and y'all know who he is. <laughs> but um he proceeded to tell us about the Universal Studio fire and some of the stuff that was destroyed inside of the fire. So we will be talking about the Universal Studio fire today, and we'll be talking about some of the um masters that were destroyed. And this show just, just so happened to happen before everything started to go digital, okay? We used to have CDs back in the day, okay? People used to have records back in the day, even 8-tracks. And then everything went digital, but it just so happened that a fire happened before everything went digital. And you had to go to Spotify and Pandora to listen to music. So sit back and relax and get some popcorn. We're going to talk about the Universal Studios fire. Okay? And you can stomach a fire. If you don't like fire or you don't like the thought of fire, then, you know, don't sit back and relax and get a popcorn and a drink. Just get you some water. So we just want you to be able to digest this, what's going on. And, of course, I'm going to give my theories on what I think was happening. So we're going to talk about that. And that's the topic for today. Hope you all enjoy it. This article is from Variety.com. Its contributor is Jim Aswad. Aswad. It was written on March 5th, 2020. And I tell y'all, people's minds start to churn when we were all locked down. See, when you don't give us something to do, we start to think. And everything, one plus one start equaling two again. That's just how it works. That's how things are. You can say, oh, you remember that time when did so-and-so and this happened? Why did it happen? So a lot of people's brains are turning, you know, when we went down on lockdown. Um, it says, read Universal Music Group Chief Arch Archivist updates on damages from the 2008 fire. Okay, it says updated just over 18 month ago, months ago. A New York Times article stated that the damage Universal Music Group and Archives suffered in 2008 fire was far greater than originally revealed. While lacking specific details, the article estimated that around 500,000 masters by some of the greatest artists of the past century were destroyed. While UMG, which is under different management than it was in 2018, was quickly was quick to acknowledge that the damage was indeed extensive. It said, said the Time article dramatically overstating both the quantity and uniqueness of many assets that were lost, as well as the number of artists whose work was affected. The company chief archivist, Pat Krause, sent the company staff a memo on Thursday updating progress on the inventory. Among the other points, he said that the Times assessment may have been flawed due to his use of incomplete records, many of which were also destroyed in insurance claims maybe the companies in months immediately after the fire, which were at the time genuine based on the staff memories. He also provided specific numbers on the inventory without naming artists. All right, I'm going to kind of talk to you all a little bit. In between these paragraphs that they wrote, I find it to be weird because the one thing I always thought was weird that I couldn't find I can never find the original recordings of something, okay? 
Um, I did not know about this fire. Like I said, it took me to 2021 for somebody to sit on my friend's panel who was behind the scene working in the entertainment industry, talking to us, telling me about it. I did not know this because, because, um, like I said, you know, I just thought everything was black and white. But I remember once we went digital, there was a lot of stuff that was not available. And I thought it was weird. And it's crazy because I don't know if y'all noticed this, but when they do movies, y'all notice they do songs, old songs from back in the day. Y'all remember I told y'all, uh, what is it, DJ Cool J or DJ Cool? Um, who produced and uh, and he worked with Biz Marquee with Just a Friend. And he was saying that they didn't make money off of the song. It makes you wonder what happened to the original copies of a lot of this music. Because you listen to some of the music now and you know you remember something as, as, as something else. And then you listen to it now, you're like, wait a minute, I don't remember it being like that. I don't remember singing the words like that. I don't remember it going in slow pace like that. Maybe this is the reason why, because you do notice that a lot of people are remastering their music right now. True thesis. I'm just saying, it's just that some things don't sound the same way they did. I remember I was listening to Pretty Ricky. And the words to it was grind. Was it grind on me? A grind with me? A grind on me? The words to the song change is different. It's not the original song that they did in 2005. So, yeah, that's some iffy stuff going on right there. Let me continue with this article. The Time published a list of 830 artists named and stated and implied that those artists lost original recordings in the fire, he writes. Of the 392 inquiries that were receiving so far, my team and I have reviewed more than 150,000 assets and responded to 209 of those artists. So far, less than 0.1% of those assets might have been original recordings affected by the fire. Also, in the memo, he estimated that less than 5% of the UMG's total assets were in the facility that was damaged by the fire. Reference the assets they were damaged or destroyed, he adds, does that mean those recordings are lost forever? Absolutely not. For the very few original recordings we believe were impacted, almost all have previously been commercially released, and we have located safeties, copies, and digital alternatives For every single album. In the one instance where an unreleased album was affected, we have located multiple copies and we can still release the album if the artist wishes. We are also currently working with a few artists in the state to locate masters and copies that may exist in their archives. Mm -hmm. So you over here trying to take their masters. This is not to say that they weren't lost in the fire, he emphasizes. It simply says that the time report is not a reliable source of what was lost as a result as if it had created significant confusion. Later in the memo, he added that the company originally recordings are now safely housed in a temperature-controlled secure facility strategically located near our key operations center. In fact, the majority of our assets are, just, are stored in a facility recognized as one of the most secures, secured on Earth. Referencing an Iron Mountain facility pictured above. I need to find me one of those to hide because I don't know what the hell is going on right now. I don't want to make this process sound either clinical or triumphant, he notes. This is emotionally charged, often painful work. Many artists in the States were justifiably horrified by the reports suggesting their original recordings were lost as an archivist. We understand their concern. We devote our lives to preserve to the preservance preservation of music. Sorry. 
While many artists publicly express concerns over the state of their archives, several include Beck and Nirvana, among others, later say they were informed by UMG that their losses were minimal at worst. However, several artists include Soundground, Steve Earle, and the estate of Tupac and Tom Petty sued the company last summer. The base in part the information in the Time article. The lawsuit was ongoing and the attorney involved have questioned that the veracity of the UMC information in the motion fled last month call upon the court to move to compel UMC to fully answer their interrogatory number one information about the masters reporting were actually lost in the fire and to produce all documents relating to it in an effort to reveal the most fully extent of the damage. I lost my spot. I'm sorry. I'm over here fighting a mosquito. I hate when I do that. UMC responds in part, the plaintiff lawyers have already been informed that none of the masses before of the five clients is fifth artist whole withdrew from the lawsuit last year, were affected by the fire that one other client was alerted years earlier and the UMC and the artists working together were still able to locate a high quality source of a reissue project. Hmm. Suspicious, right? Ed McPherson, an attorney representing those artists, responded to Thursday's UMG memo stating UMG certainly did not testify in the NBC Universal litigation or against its own insurance company that it's claimed that were at time general and based on staffers' memories as sources have told Variety when it was UMG that was seeking millions of dollars from their entities to which its artists were, are, were and are entitled to 50%. In fact, UMG and his expert testified quite to the contrary when they were under oath. UMG now claims to have located safety copies and digital alternatives, whatever those are. They may even have found some eight tracks. Tell y'all, you know, your grandparents been telling y'all to keep them eight tracks. They are very, very useful. Mm hmm. But none of those recordings is of the same quality or generation as the original multi-track masters, which is exactly what UMG and his expert testified to when UMC, UMG, sorry, was the plaintiff, claiming that the lost masters were irreplaceable and worth tens of millions of dollars. Not y'all lost tens of millions of dollars. This is crazy. But like I said, I don't think it was just a coincidence that you lost a bunch of masters. I just don't think it is. <laughs> Kraus memo to the staff follow in, follows in full dear colleagues I arrange to prove you with another update on our continuing effort to provide artists with information as the archive access, access and other facilities and particularly which if any of those assets may have been lost in 2008 fire at the NBC Universal Studios lot on behalf of my entire team, I want to thank the many artists and artist representatives who collaboration with our team in performing this time-intensive work has been invaluable. Before I get to the specifics, let me briefly describe the context of our work. What we refer to as the assets in our archives to consist of far more than original audio recordings, the bulk of the material consists of protection and the other secondary copies, safeties, and videos, as well as non-recorded items such as artwork, session notes, and more. If in, if in an original recording, i.e. a multi-track masters or a flight mismaster, is ever lost, various alternatives typically exist to make up for their loss. In fact, even when an original recording is available, we may choose to work from duplicates or digitized versions when the fidelity of the original tape may have or over time become unusable unusable for technical reasons. Back in June, the New York Times Magazine published two articles about the fire regardless of how and why the Times came to the conclusion that a particular original recording was destroyed. Whether they were lying on contemporaneous lists, 
that was based on an estimate and guesswork at the time of the fire or whether they fundamentally misunderstood the information they obtained. The bottom line is that through the exhaustive works by our team of more than 70 specialists, we are able to provide more than accurate information to artists for whom an analyst has been completed. We prioritize our work based on our requests from our artists and their representatives, given that it has taken as long as several weeks to analyze potentially thousands of assets of given artists. The Times published a list of 830 artists' names and stated it implied that those artists lost original recordings in the fire. Of the 392 inquiries that were received so far, my team and I have received more than 150,000 assets in response to 209 of those artists. So far, less than 0.1% of those assets might have been original copies affected by the fire. Let me skip this. I don't want to read this whole letter. He wrote a lot. He had a whole lot of time on his hand to be writing. But, you know, once again, we were about to go on lockdown March 2020. Um, So we're going to go to some questions that were asked about this. It says, what was in the NBCU facility? The NBCU facility contained multiple copies of audio and video recording documents ranging from legal papers to minor notes Packaging materials and artwork from the project released by UNCG. West Coast labels. Hmm. In 2008, what portion of UMG masters did the facility hold? All the time, all the times of the fire, we estimated the vault held less than 5% of the UMG's total assets. The facility was about third empty by the summer of 2008 as the company had already began to transfer assets to Iron Mountain. Have you identified any asset containing involved that weren't commercially released due to the fire? At this time, we have counted only one released, unreleased album potentially affected in the fire. However, we have located multiple copies of the recording, and we can still release the album in the further of in future of if the artist wishes. There's a whole lot of content. I guess this is him answering all the questions people are having. Let me just get to my theory of what I think happened. Okay. We can always go back to this article because I can save it in my thing. Uh, my thing. In my tablet. Um, I want to go ahead and talk about what I think happened. This is important to me for me to talk about what happened. I don't think it's a coincidence <laughs> that this fire happened. It's the same thing with, um, y'all remember Tyler Perry Studios? Y'all remember his studios catching on fire? I forgot what year it was. Because things been happening so fast lately. I forget what year it happened. I don't know if it happened five years ago, six years ago, or yesterday. But Tyler Perry, um, there was a fire at his studios. And it was on, I don't know why it was on there. But it was on the battleground. I think it was on some slave quarters or something like that. And it got, and it set a fire there. And then he had to move his studios, I think, further into Atlanta or something like that. I don't know where his studios at, okay? I just know he had to move his studios away. Everybody know that was done on purpose. Now, I'm not saying this fire happened on purpose. Because there is a possibility that something was running hot. But y'all know, we all watch uh, the... Uh, the Da Vinci Code series, okay, with Dan Brown, or read the book, we all know that music that is stored
um, in this situation, I don't. It could have been the, the facility overheated. The facility was old. I don't know how old the facility was. Um, just know that some of the stuff that was in the fire. Right. It's a possibility of facility overheating, especially if it's an old facility. Because some of the... the stuff that was in the facility was old as hell like hundreds of years old let me tell you the masters it says according to the new york times magazine artists who original masters recording were destroyed in a whole or part in the 2008 fires you don't know a lot of these artists you know i'm gonna just call out the ones y'all may know but there are some on here that y'all may not know because they came out 100 years ago. 50 Cent. Aerosmith. The Amos Brothers. Louis Armstrong. Bill Bill DeVoe. Chuck Berry. Blackstreet. Mary J. Blige, Blink-182, Pat Boone, Jimmy Buffett, Carol Burnett, Cab Calloway, Ray Charles, Chubby Checker, Cheech and Chong, Cher, The Shy Lights, Eric Clapton, Patsy Cline, Common, Deborah Cox, Bing Crosby, Sammy Davis Jr., Neil Diamond, Duke Ellington, Eric B. and Rakim. Aretha Franklin, and even her father's work, C.L. Franklin. Whoopi Goldberg, Dizzy Gillespie, Al Green, Guns and Roses. Aaron Hall. Heavy D. Jennifer Holiday. Billy Holiday. Janet Jackson. Joe Jackson. Etta James, Jodeci, Quincy Jones, ooh, girl, Casey and JoJo, B.B. King, Shaka Khan, Martin Luther King Jr., Gladys Knights and the Pips, Hey, LaBelle. Jerry Lewis. Look, Biscuit. Loretta Lynn. Leonard Skinner. The Mamas and Papas. Let me make sure. Stephanie Mills, The Mighty Clouds of Joy, 
Liza Minnelli. Most Death. Johnny Nash. Aaron Neville. New Edition. Now, if y'all don't know, New Edition is the whole group, but part of New Edition went together and became the group Bell Bill DeVoe with Michael Bivens, Ricky Bell, and Ronnie DeVoe. Nine Inch Nails, Nirvana, Olivia Newton-John, The OJs, Peaches and Herb, C.C. Peniston, Dolly Parton, The Pointer Sisters, Iggy Pop, which they might as well go ahead and say that's, um, I know who it is. Don't tell me. I know who it is. He was married to Iman. Damn it. We'll figure it out. No, he wasn't married to Wichita. That's somebody else. All right. This is a different guy. But his name is Iggy Pop. Okay. Wrong guy. Sorry. Let me finish the whole list of all the masters that were destroying the fire. As you see, we're not dealing with low artists we're dealing with high artists big artists big names nelly Furtado, Busta Rhymes, Debbie Reynolds, Martha Reese, Della Reese, Ray Charles Singers. Ashley Simpson, just in case anybody care. Shell Silverstein. Snoop Dogg. Sonny and Cher, Gwen Stefani, Sticks, Psalm 41, y'all yeah, know Tiny's dad is part of this group, the Tams. Big Mama Thornton. Tiffany, not me though, not me. Ralph Tresvant. Dang, they, I mean, you're telling me a lot of the new edition stuff is destroyed in this? Girl. Ike Turner. Conway Twitty. No wonder family guy don't do Conway Twitty uh, takeaways no more. Remember they used to do Conway Twitty takeaways all the time. Muddy Waters. Mae West. Wrecking Effect. Bobby Womack. Leanne Womack. Rob Zombie. Those are names y'all know, but it's a huge list. Like they said, it's like 800 and something masters um, that were destroyed in this fire. Do I think this was a coincidence? Nah. Nah. This wasn't a coincidence at all. Um, I don't know what happened. I can't tell you exactly what happened. I can feel conspiracy theorists 
and we can all go down the lane of talking about the Illuminati because y'all love talking about the Illuminati, but nobody knows who's in the Illuminati, nobody who's around the Illuminati. We just throw certain celebrities under the bus because we like doing witch hunts because y'all have not learned anything from the Salem witch trial. So it's pretty clear a lot of these artists down on the list are multi-platinum recording artists and are legendary. We might never know what caused that fire. And like I said, it is not too far-fetched that the facility was too old. And it just so happened to catch on fire. I'm, I, you know, I'm not above thinking that it's something simple as that. But you're telling me you had Pay LaBelle and Glass Knight and the Pips in there and it caught on fire? Something smelled fishy. The fat meat is greasy. And y'all, I don't know how stupid y'all think people are to believe the facility just caught on fire. With that being said, thank you guys. Girl, let's just talk about the fat Dolly Parton. Everybody remake her music. Dolly Parton by itself, honey. Okay? And she's a beast with the pen. With that being said, <laughs> like I said, the family is severely greasy over there. Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. This is My Mind Emporium. I'm not going to do anything. I'm, I mean, you know, it's a fire. And like I said, it's not above just being a fire. But <laughs> you had Dolly Parton shit in there. Sammy Davis Jr. Girl, bye. Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. Tomorrow's podcast will be about the Georgia Guidestones. And why I think it's similar to the Thanos snap. With that being said, I am so outie. Y'all have a nice and lovely Wednesday. Thought it was Thursday. Thank you.